existence In existence, join the resistance Come on, let's start by talking tactics Have a pass and match this Here's how we practice Hey everybody, welcome to Pop Culture. Continue up this is John Elliott. And this is Patrick Riccardi. And this is Michael Morris. Oh, Michael. I'm back. Hey. I didn't know you were going to be on this episode. Yeah, nice oh, to hear exciting. I can go if you don't want me here. No, are you, you're going to be talking about wrestling? Right. WWF versus WWE. Right, Wonder Woman versus... I'm just kidding, I don't know anything about wrestling. Did I it show? <laughs> you got me. <laughs> I uh did did you ever used to watch wrestling, Pat, like in the eighties or anything? Only when I was around other kids. I didn't I didn't really like it. Yeah, same here. I thought it was really extremely stupid. And uh it was it was obviously fake. I remember uh Geraldo Rivera did like some special on <laughs> wrestlers and, and they like they were like, You think this is fake? and they like broke his nose or some shit, which I mean <laughs> Just is just on principle. I agree with. Well, I think I thought they broke his neck. <laughs> oh, did they? Yeah, they killed him. Oh, so who's that walking around like on Fox News? John Stossel. I think most <laughs> of Fox Fox News are living dead. So <laughs> that's true. I'm surprised they haven't got Reagan on there yet. <laughs> Don't even get me started on Reagan. I think everybody knows that. Uh, that that is like that is on my bucket list though. Be, uh, find Reagan's grave and piss on it. <laughs> do they bury you like if you're a president? Do they bury you in your in your hometown? Like is he buried near his library or is he in D.C.? Is there like a president's uh, graveyard? I th- I think it's up to the individual president. It's a good question. I don't know either. Yeah. Oh no, I had to look it up. <sighs> Yeah. If only one of you knew, I wouldn't have to look it up. Mm-hmm. Where is Ronnie Reagan? Barry? Listen to those keys. It sounds what? like you've got like the world's like first keyboard. <laughs> I, I I put oil in it to make it sound <laughs> louder. It's not even a QWERTY. It's like <laughs> it, it was like a prototype. They're still trying to figure out how to arrange the keys. <laughs> I mean, we know where Reagan's soul is, at least. Uh, right. Eating Back rat in shit hell. in hell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, are you just looking up specifically Reagan, Pat, or are you looking up uh, presidents? I'm just just Reagan. It doesn't. I think I hit the wrong place, but it has a picture of Nancy Reagan. It looks like she's trying to claw her way into the coffin. <laughs> I mean, that was kind of just her look in general, wasn't it? Some desiccated insect-looking <laughs> woman. Is she wait? She's still alive. Yep. She, yeah. Her brain can't be working. <laughs> she's still kicking. I mean, Jimmy Carter's still alive, and he's like doing great things. Well, yeah. yeah Jimmy Carter is. We, Pat and I have talked about him before. Oh, I love the, him. Yeah, the the greatest uh, living ex president. Not not the greatest president, but the greatest person. Yes. By a mile. I agree. Uh, yeah, California. He's, He's buried in California. Oh, so it mm-hmm. won't be that difficult for me to piss on his grave necessarily. Yeah. Where is he? Wait, your Belinda. Oh man, these pictures of—they they have pictures of her crying over the grave. I don't want it. That's just sad. I don't particularly care for her, but I don't want to see her grief. She fucking lost her meal ticket, dude. <laughs> uh, 
Um, all right. <laughs> the subject of this week's show is David Bowie Low versus Lady Gaga Art Pop. And Pat picked this. He doesn't remember picking it um, because we had like a 45-minute discussion, uh, the three of us, before we came on, which we should have recorded. <laughs> um, but do you – I mean, you don't remember picking it, but I'm sure you had an idea. I guess we in, just – I guess we were talking about it after one of the shows is when I picked it. I just thought it would go together because David Bowie's kind of arty. And reinvents himself as a person. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Uh, and and yeah. the, the two particular albums you chose were good because they were both, I guess, recovering from being addicted to some sort of drug. Yeah, Lowe, he was, uh, he was, he'd been addicted to cocaine for quite a while. Um, so he was a bit ahead of the curve, I guess. Right? Seven, no, 77 was the height of cocaine, I guess. Oh, uh, 80s were the height. Into the so 80s, he, yeah. He was he was ahead of the curve of quitting. But not <laughs> That's true. <laughs> well, I, fig, I feel like the disco era and, like, Studio 54 and all that was pretty cocaine-heavy, too, like, in the late 70s, so. Yeah, they, but they kept using after, right, into the 80s, but he stopped before anyone else did. That's true. Well, the 80s, I mean, once again, uh, Reagan uh, had a lot of cocaine shipped here, when, you know, in exchange for us shipping arms to whatever well, South you know American what dictator we were propping up. The 1940s <laughs> nick, nickname for cocaine was? Of course I do, but I'm, I would like you to tell us. I don't know. Jelly don't beans. Know. They were called jelly beans. <laughs> really? Yep. That's and why that's Reagan why was Reagan's all for favorite it. favorite candy was jelly beans. So, so when he said, I like to have a big jar of jelly beans on my desk, he didn't mean the kind you're thinking of. He meant cocaine. And I, don't, I don't know whether to believe that or not. It sounds pretty convincing. Yeah, oh, well, of course. I mean, it's it's 100% true, Michael. I, oh, okay. Well, then now I know. Yeah. The more you know. Do-do-do. <laughs> <laughs> um, you just sang three random notes, Pat. I don't think they were <laughs> actual the more you know notes, but... Um, they're copyrighted and I didn't want to get in trouble so it's true smart three random ones out which is totally why we don't use uh, somebody's copyrighted song for our our theme song or anything. <laughs> he's a fan of the show or or at the end of every episode where I put on a full song by somebody <laughs> they're all fans of the show <laughs> friends of the show I like to call them because yeah I doubt they're fans we have no friends <laughs> well no friends of the show not of us oh the uh, David Bowie Low, 1977, the first of the Berlin trilogy, they called it. He recorded a bunch of al- all this, although from what I read, this was recorded mostly in France and just partly in Berlin. Um, but then the next it, ones were in Berlin. No, it's when I read it, it sounded like only one of them was actually in Berlin, but they still called it the Berlin trilogy, which is funny. I guess it's what? something to latch on to. Hey. Huh? What? Yes, Gaga. Well, we're not quite there yet. <laughs> but we are at uh, the proto-Gaga, the 70s Gaga, David Bowie. <laughs> well, he is prettier. I'll give you that. <laughs> you know what? He actually is. And uh, and uh, he... I thought, so Lady, Lady Gaga's pretty, isn't she? In a Sarah Jessica Parker throw a saddle on me and ride me through the park kind of way. Sarah I mean, she's not... Jessica Barker? <laughs> Girl. 
she's not she's not ugly, but she's not like she's got that long sort of maybe she'll grow into her looks. Let's put it that way. Well, I I don't know how much more growing she's going to be doing. Uh, mm-hmm. She's what is she in in her late twenties now? She's no uh, she's no Miley Cyrus. We can put it like that. Well, that's true. Miley Cyrus has those big eyes and like you just she's cute. Even though she's like you know a mess, she's still cute. But like Lady Gaga isn't. Uh, you know she, who knows what she really looks like actually? Because every time you see her. It's yeah, I just did an image search, and she does look different in every picture. I don't think she's that unattractive, but that's that. It doesn't really matter because David Bowie is pretty much prettier than anyone. That's yeah. true. Totally. I don't. So, no, I wouldn't say so, she's unattractive. I think she's not like she's not like va va voom um, <laughs> Scarlett Johansson movie star or whatever. <laughs> she's no, you know, well, you know, she's be, no Jessica Rabbit. She's no Jessica Rabbit <laughs> for sure. Bob Hoskins, R.I.P. The, uh, but you know, I mean, when you think of like Beyonce or, or sure, like Beyonce is like a natural beauty, right? Just, you know, take a picture of that bitch and she's beautiful, but like Gaga, you need to put some makeup on her and you need to like do some, do her hair. She's just a little, so you're, you're saying that if she wasn't, didn't have a talent as a musical talent, she wouldn't be on the cover of albums, but Beyonce might be on the cover of albums. If, even if she had no talent at all. Beyonce I would be on like the so. cover of other people's albums. Yeah. They right. would use her yeah. as a model. Yes. Right. Exactly. It's kind of the way it is now, isn't it? Just kidding. No, just kidding. I love Beyonce. Sort of. Are you going to see her, Michael? You know, I could not sit through a Beyonce. Con- I can't even sit through a Beyonce album. Like I do like her, but like, and I like that Beyonce album that came out in December, but, um, me like, too. I thought it was really good, actually. It, it was good, and I I like her, but like she she's just not like my first choice. You know, I would go to a Gaga concert before I would go to Beyonce, and I actually I've been to a Gaga concert. I don't really need to do that again. But um, it, you know, eh, whatever. I I just feel like uh, in concert she's gonna be doing more of the greatest hits, and and uh, it might be worth it. Although the reason I'm not going to see her is because. Uh, Jay-Z is going to be there, and I can't sit through that. That's what I should... <laughs> Is he performing? I, yeah, I think I think it's Jay-Z and Beyonce. Like, he's doing his own set. I'm, I, I'm not sure, but that's why. Oh, I... I thought it was one of those deals, like the vice president and the president can't be in the same location. You couldn't be in the same location <laughs> as Jay-Z in case something bad happened. One of us has to carry on for black America. <laughs> right. um, they are the first family. But, but David Bowie Lowe, so... Uh, Another thing, I had always uh, associated this album with Brian Eno producing, but apparently, like, Tony Visconti was produced most of it with David Bowie, and Brian Eno just kind of noodled. If people are unaware, Brian Eno was uh, in Roxy Music, and then he went on his own. Uh, and pretty much did everything ev- for everybody after that, right? Yeah, yeah. He's, I mean, he's had a solo career where he, he kind of uh, invented ambient music and uh, has also done a bunch of arty, other art, rock pop music and then also produced of course like talking heads and U two and stuff like that um anyway that's neither here nor mm. there uh low i i just because of the second side i had associated uh with uh brian eno a lot but i guess his he wasn't all that involved but um it's funny one? how they just des- how they describe how he was involved in art decade it just says well david bowie threw it away and he took it out of the trash Oh, uh, Brian Eno? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and just, well, let's do that. But 
the album. So, Michael, you were not uh, you're not a Bowie fan necessarily. So uh, you were not yes. really familiar with this album. And this is like not an album that has David Bowie's greatest hits on it anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't familiar with it either. I had never heard any of it. Yeah, I I, I was telling John um, the other day that I'm it's like context is good for me. I don't know if this is his first album or his 60th album even. Like I didn't listen to music. It is his when, 11th. in the 70s. And like my parents it's his 11th album? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Jesus. Nope. Um so when did he start? In the 70s? 60s. 60s, okay. <laughs> My parents had like record albums that were like um, gunfighter albums and jazz and um, Johnny Cash and shit and gunfighter never... albums. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna go back. What is a gunfighter album? So like teaching it... you how to fight. <laughs> yeah, I don't is, know. It, is it just like say that to me again, motherfucker? And then <laughs> Take ten the steps, turn shots. around, shoot. <laughs> kind of set to music, like it's like was... Ennio Morricone, like the uh, spaghetti western soundtracks. Is that? kind of stuff you're talking about i don't even know that that's what it is it's 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 like this my dad had this pink album that as kids we used to listen to it was pink and it had a guy in a cowboy suit or you know cowboy outfit with a black hat on and like black outfit and he was like holding a gun and it was called like the gunslinger or something and it was like all these songs that sounded like old west songs like you know some things he's got a big iron on his hip or something and um, there was a version of Riders in the Sky. Have you ever heard that song? Ghost Riders in the Sky? No, that's the one with Nicolas Cage. Um, <laughs> so I, I don't even remember what this album was, but like I, I'll have to dig it up and reference it again in the future. But my point is, not the most current musical influences um, when I was growing Your up. Your house, got it. Yeah, exactly. Like I didn't even know ABBA until the 90s. And like I love ABBA now, and I've I could I've listened to like every album, I own every album, but like I never was even my father would never have tolerated ABBA like being listened to because you know he was like a grump, but um, I I think like Michael yeah, Jackson. That's definitely not grumpy music. <laughs> no, it's not. Although if you were a super fan, you would actually call him ABBA as they are from Sweden, and that's how it's supposed to be pronounced. Michael. How fuck? How did he say it? you? How uh, what, what were you gonna say about Michael Jackson? <laughs> Are you sure it's not Abba? I think that's it. Abba, right? Two words. Oh, so the first part it's like about doing your abs, and right. then the second part is about uh, Mr. T's character from the A Team. Exactly. Uh, they started it. the whole strong core muscles movement that we still live to today. Did they ever? <laughs> I work out some core muscles to ABBA, if you know what I'm <laughs> I don't want to hear about that. Um, did you mean did you mean you were doing squats while you listened to ABBA music albums? Let's not let's try not to use the word squats on this podcast. <laughs> uh sorry, go ahead. But but Michael Jackson, you said you were even... like my first like realization of music, you know what I mean? Like didn't have M T V until like honestly until I moved to California in the early 2000s or in 1999 to be specific oh, so like a lot of music just went by me unless i sought it out right so but there like, was no avoiding like thriller or anything there was no avoiding that stuff right. um so i had friends who like turned me on to like the smiths and the cure and all that kind of stuff back in the 80s but i had no idea if they were current or if they were like from 10 years ago i had no idea and i assumed that they were old you were just Much... waiting for some uh gunfighter song to exactly. give you some kind of clue 
<laughs> like, when are they going to get to the gunfighter music? Um, didn't they record in that genre? But um, David Bowie, I feel like I've I knew China Girl and right or China Baby, something like China that. China Girl, yeah, it was terrible. It was that was when Dave, David Bowie turned terrible. Yes. Yeah, like, and to me, like that and Blue Jean are the only David Bowie songs I knew. Before. So literally, the two worst David Bowie songs. Right. Ever. Exactly. Got it. So, like, people talk about, like, his 70s career with such reverence, and, like, I thought, well, one day, you know, one day I will listen to that stuff and see if I like it. Like, you know, people that I really, like, am into love that period of, of David Bowie, but I've just never gotten around to it yet. And it's like the Beatles. Like, everybody loves them, but, like, it leaves me cold, just not into it. Um, no offense to them. Um, not that they care, I'm sure. But They're the, mostly dead. Exactly. They will be soon. Um, like Paul McCartney, I thought was that guy that did a song with, you know, Michael Jackson. So not the biggest music um, expert. But that being said, David Bowie, with this album, not having any context for whether people thought it was good or bad or if it was experimental or whatever, like really hard for me to get into him through this. Like there's a few songs that I think you guys picked to talk about. I think John picked one that like I can hear that people were influenced by later, or it seems like there's connections to things that I heard later. But um, like I, I have no idea that this was like a good or bad album, and I'm completely baffled, sort of, by <laughs> it. I don't know what to make of it. And I was uh, looking at that song. Um, if you want me to get into it, the would it be my wife? Yeah. Like I picked that as randomly as one to like listen to a few times and sort of see if it made sense and then look it up to see like what it's about. And um, so it's apparently a song about trying to get Angela Bowie to come back to him, who was his wife. Right. And I would never have gotten that from that song because there's like three lines. There's like, he repeats the words, be my wife a couple of times and then he says something else, and it's so mumbly, and it's so like plunky with the you know kerplunkety piano and stuff like that. And um, I just uh, yeah, it's kind of I mean it, yeah, it's kind of got like that roadhouse piano sound at the beginning, and then it just starts doing the more arty, like you said, plunky piano. Yeah, like if, of if, the of the the whole album, that I think is the most I don't I don't know how to put it the less different, the most like similar to stuff that came before it mm-hmm. of all the songs most conventional conventional that's the word Thank yeah you. well i i think uh i think michael that uh even david bowie fans were a bit baffled by it when it came out i think it's one of those ones that has like gone on to uh in you know in the decades following people have re-examined it and been like oh yeah that that was actually a great album and and uh but I, I'm reading here that uh, Q magazine plays it at number 14 in its list of the 100 greatest British albums ever. Did they actually get to 100? Or did they just give up around 60 or 70? <laughs> Who knows? I'm not looking at their whole list. Q what was magazine. Bowie like before this? What was what, what were his, yeah. what was he like? So, well, I mean, he went through a lot of different phases before this, you know. He did the... Uh, Ziggy Stardust thing. He did. Uh, oh, that was before this. Yeah, okay. changes, you know, before this and Life on Mars, and then he did like the kind of soul stuff. Uh, 
That was in the 60s? No, no, 70s still. Okay. He put out a fuckload of albums, man. He, uh... Let's see. Like I said, this was his 11th, and, uh... And his first one was in 67, so 10 years. Well, I guess that's not that many, but that's more than one a year. For some uh, reason, I, I assumed that the glam rock stuff was after this. So, no, this was... This was no, this was post-glam rock okay. explosion, yeah. Yeah, no, he did... He did. He worked in all kinds of different genres. He was just kind of trying them on and then shedding them for each album for a while. And then, So it's possible that this album really pissed people off. Like, yeah, and I mean, obviously I was seven when it came out, so I have no fucking idea. But it was not the pop, the poppier stuff that uh, he was known for. I mean, he'd always been somewhat experimental. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the album, the album previous to this had, uh, had like the the title song was like ten minutes long. Um, but then yeah, but it, it, was it a ten minute instrumental with a vibraphone? <laughs> no, called? no, it was okay. it, it was recognizable kind of arty rock pop. Um, but then it also had some hits on it, like Golden Years. I don't, you might know that, or or TVC One Five. Um, but anyway, yeah. So this this one was uh, was I take TVC One Five for my acne. <laughs> wow, you're living. That that's kind of that's kind of old technology. What do, you, <laughs> what do you even call medical shit? It's not technology. That's old uh, medicine. Yeah, uh, old uh, dispensary. I think that's what old that formulas. Bon, that Bon Jovi song was bad medicine. <laughs> was about acne cream. Your love is like bad acne cream. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I I don't think you're, I don't think you're that far off in your assessment of it, Michael. I think it's one of those like you that people listen to for a while over and over before they mm. really like it. Like I, like I told you uh, when we were talking, I don't, there's not like a lot of hooks on it or anything necessarily. Yeah, there's definitely not. And you know, I picked it at random. I just picked it. I picked a song and thank God I didn't pick one of the only instrumental songs because then I would be completely like nothing to say. Um <laughs> But I was really like, I was like, if this was experimental music, like this is before, like what we consider music now with like, um, you know, synthesizers and like um, electronic um, instruments as opposed to real physical there in the studio instruments. And I've always tended to be more towards I want to hear like the computer generated stuff. I don't know why. I just I like that better, and I'm not really interested in somebody playing a guitar or playing a piano. It just sounds like elementary school to me. <laughs> I'm mostly kidding, but not totally. <laughs> I get what you're saying. Well, you know, you're a child of the '80s. It was all electronic was was the way. Well, but there is a lot of electronic shit on here. I mean, this is obviously very influenced by like craft work and. Well, mostly craft work because they were one of the only instrument or electronic bands around in the seventies. But yeah, you can. I definitely agree that it's there on other tracks. I think that this particular one, I I had like I couldn't even. He just mumbles through things. Is that the way he is on every album? Like just <laughs> mumbling through his songs, and you can't understand what he's saying. Not necessarily, but he's also not. You know, he's not like a big opera singer who projects for sure. Gotcha. Um, well, all right. Well. Let's, uh, all right, so I don't know if you've done one of our music shows where we've done this, Michael, but we just shut up for a minute before we uh, sure. play the song. So let's, let's listen to some Be My Wife so people can hear what we're talking about. Here's Be My Wife, or Be My Wife. <laughs> 
All right. And uh, I'm glad you did that because <laughs> I was going to. <laughs> I beat you to it. Sorry. Um, <laughs> no, you did it better. That silence was better than the actual song, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and also well, better than the rest of the show. Well, people nope, listening can't hear it. Nobody so. heard the silence but us, Michael. Yeah, yes. So you, Oh, I, I meant that just minute, millisecond of silence after the song stopped when we weren't talking. <laughs> well, if you if you had bothered to ever listen to this show, Michael, you know that I fade the song out into our talking. So there's no millisecond <laughs> of silence there. So basically you, you sound like a fool to everybody. <laughs> I listen to the shows where you guys talk about TV. <laughs> um, so... Pat, well, your thoughts on this album? I like the album, but um, I also, you know, had had bought into the hype a long, long time ago about it too. So, I liked it a lot. I liked it all the way through. Some of the songs reminded me of other stuff. Like, there's a, I think, two songs. The beginning, I guess, Stereolab. I don't know. Remind me a lot of Stereolab. Oh, Stereolab. And, yeah, I think obviously. Well, this is not one of Michael's favorite bands, but obviously, you can <laughs> tell like the Arcade Fire was very influenced by this album mm-hmm. i think anyway um so yeah i liked it all the way through there's i didn't really not like any of the songs i did have a question is is sound and vision what was the basis of the sound and vision tour because i remember back 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 when that happened everybody talking about it. i didn't know anything about bowie at the time but everyone had a sound and vision t-shirt and people would come up and which tour did you go to i mean which was so what was a sound and vision tour i think he just named it after the song i, I don't think it had anything to do with anything Okay, so I he mean, just like did a he did a selection of songs that didn't necessarily have anything to do with Sound of Vision. Yeah, I, you know what? I'm let me look at his discography. If I'm not mistaken, he did like there was a box set put out or something called Sound and Vision. Oh, okay. That uh, that might have been why that was done. Uh, I don't know, dude. Just look at this discography is fucking insane. I can't scroll through all this. Um, I was yeah, I reading think that might be what it was. I was reading about. I, his latest album and the fact that he fired people and he changed studios because he wanted it to be a secret so much. I thought that was kind of funny. He Nothing wanted... to do with the album we're talking about now, but the one that just came out last year. My God, he still makes music? Oh, yeah. yeah. Very, uh, one that came out last year. I didn't hear the whole thing, but the songs I heard were good. It's pretty good, actually, surprisingly. Um, I, I assumed that he stopped. I had no idea. I, well, a lot of people it, did. That that was that was part of the surprise of this album. Everyone assumed he retired, and that's why he wanted to do it in secret. So when it finally came out, it was a huge shock. Yeah, he kind of pulled a Beyonce and and just like released it without much fanfare. But it was it was the first one he'd done in like ten years. So wow. So he copied Beyonce, is what you're saying? Well, he beat her to it. So I, I guess you could say she copied him, uh, which she obviously has for most of her career. I don't support violence against women. He beat her to it. Get it? The joke. Sorry. Oh, Jesus, I didn't get it at all. <laughs> I didn't either. I thought we were talking about Rihanna. Anything to change the topic off of David Bowie. <laughs> Rihanna. Wow, you hated it that much, huh, Michael? Well, I'm just kidding. I'm I, just kidding. I liked Sound and Vision, the song. Oh, yeah. I think, which was I think that's the best song. My pick. I think it's definitely the most cat, the catchiest song. Definitely. But it was, it was not... Uh, there's it was not conventional because I had that whole instrumental to start with. There's no words for until half of the song was over. So yeah, it was. The... Yeah. <laughs> Are those words? What? <laughs> Might as well have been. Are you playing an instrument at your house? <laughs> In a manner of speaking. The uh, I I remember 
Pat. Uh, here, here's something else Michael won't give two shits about. But um, <laughs> I saw uh, Robin Hitchcock play this song like back in 2000. I thought it was really cool. Anyway, that's fun. Yeah, I th- I think this one, if you're gonna like try to sell somebody on this album with one song, I would say Sound and Visions, the one. I w- I would say Warsaw Zawa. You you're saying that sarcastically, I'm sure. Well, if they like that song, they're gonna like everything. Well, that that is true. <laughs> it's six minute instrumental. <laughs> that, uh, is there is there singing in it? I don't think so. No, there's no. The I whole, thought maybe there's some. Oh. The whole side too. There's no singing. Um, well, see, I listen on I listen on MP3, so I don't have an idea what yeah. side two is. Me too. I didn't know there were two sides. I didn't know what you're talking about before. That's great. The two sides. How how quaint. Yeah. Well, uh, the the way to tell them apart is, as I just said, side two has no vocals. <laughs> oh, you see, to me, who didn't properly order the list of tracks when I loaded it into my iTunes. God damn um, it! You it just randomly mixes it up. <laughs> there is a way to do that, Michael. I'm gonna come. I'm gonna come show you. <laughs> Next time I listen to music, you're going to have to teach me how to do it because I just made a mess of it last time, too. <laughs> the uh, well, uh, One thing I was going to mention that I liked about this album, um, well, side one specifically, um, but the songs are very short. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're all two and three minute songs. Yeah. And uh, which is which is kind of nice. Uh, but let's listen to let's listen to Sound of Vision. I guess that's uh, that's was my pick. And that's the one. I think the the most catchy. So here's sound and vision. to uh zip through the bowie because michael's not having it apparently <laughs> I was and there's say. not really a lot to talk about with art decade anyway I, the only re- the reason i picked it i liked it a lot but it 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 made me want to jump out of a window too because it's such a depressing song and part of the part of it's not because well part of it is because of how it's written it's really slow and moody but another part is some of the instruments they used reminded me a lot of of like when i was in like third or fourth grade, the kind of science fiction slow shows they'd show on Sundays that I used to watch and just would depress the hell out of me. And they reminded me of that. So, Oh, like the uh, Marvin the Martian cartoons. Exactly. 
It was exactly <laughs> like think... a a Looney so Tunes cartoon. With, uh... <laughs> yeah, those were depressing. Um, Art Decade. I yeah, I agree with you. It's pretty depressing. It mm-hmm. it basically you're you're right though because it sounds like a soundtrack music, um, soundtrack to something incredibly depressing going on on screen. I personally pictured some kind of snowy scene or something when I listened to it, but art decade. Were you watching it? Were you watching a television that was not properly formatted, so it was all snowy? Is that why you pictured? Yeah, it? I was. I was watching a television in in uh, 1976 back when they had snow. <laughs> well, this uh, I think you mean 77 because this is when that album is from. <laughs> or you you were watching it when the album was being recorded? I, excuse me. Uh, Foiled Somebody again. Know it all. Damn you, Riccardi. <laughs> with the extraneous eye in your name um any thoughts at all on art decade michael do you even remember it does it you, you know it it didn't um again i just could uh, uh hmm i listened not realizing that there were so many tracks without words and I was like skipping ahead, trying to find the t- where the singing started, <laughs> and that worked for some of the songs. But like, like just like just what I mean, I listened to this thing on repeat like for a week probably while I was working and and doing other things, but just nothing sunk in at all. So like I couldn't even tell you what that sounds like. It just sounded depressing, which is not my traditional type of thing to listen to anyway. So it's sort of a I'm not sad that I listened to it. I'm glad that I got some exposure. There's some good stuff on here that I would probably go back to, but um, I uh, Art Decade just I couldn't even tell you what it sounds like, even though we just listened to it seconds ago. Uh, we haven't listened to it yet. Oh, sorry, I meant the other one. See, they all <laughs> sound they all sound alike. Well, I do. That is one I thing. Think I think for our, our next podcast. That Michael's on, I think we should do Philip Glass because it sounds from how he's describing things, it sounds like he would really enjoy up his alley. <laughs> That's not a euphemism. Yep. Um, the I do have to give him props for being like a big, major rock pop star and putting out an album that half of it is weird instrumentals. I think that's awesome. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool. But uh, let's listen to Art Decade so people know what we're talking about. Here's Art Decade. Put the razors away. <laughs> step away from the windows, and uh, we're gonna let but you like, work so, it out on your own. 
to sort of like sum up, not that you can sum up someone's career in uh, a podcast, but so what does this, to people who are deep Bowie fans, what does this album sort of represent? Is it like, you said that they didn't like it at first, but now it's sort of a, a high point or like, where does this fall on the scale of what most people would probably think are good Bowie albums? I think a lot of people, uh, Bowie fans rate it really highly. Yeah, I, I think it's, you talk to them and it's going to be, I mean, it's usually top three, I would say, mm-hmm. um, along with usually Ziggy Stardust and then uh, just choose your own number three, but. Oh, I thought Heroes was, was up there. Well, you said choose your own, that's the one I choose. Yeah, Heroes, his next album from the same year, also. The second part of the Berlin Trilogy, um, also done with Brian Eno, but more, uh. I you know more, well I don't want to say more commercial but more song oriented although there was still some crazy shit. So he's associated with like um, avant garde sort of music or or personality or something like that. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, kind of. I mean he wasn't. I don't think he necessarily was until this album. Well, like I said, maybe a couple albums before um, he had done some kind of weirder stuff but always he also also always had the the pop hits for people as well so yeah he was he was uh definitely what you would call art pop i guess <laughs> so how did people know what he looked like i know that sounds incredibly stupid but bear with me i'm trying to like come back to a question i can come back to later but like how did they know what that he was so avant-garde is it just by going to his live shows yeah mostly going to his shows he was known for putting on huge shows uh going to his shows maybe seeing stuff on tv um maybe his his albums had art stuff pop out when you opened it up because <laughs> lps were so much bigger in those days and they could do that kind of thing <laughs> it just makes you wonder when you think about like you know our other um discussion topic of the day like lady gaga like like you can't get away from her you can't get away from her visuals because she's in your goddamn face all the time and with him like i i don't know a lot of this stuff because i don't have any visual reference for it yeah well i mean there was obviously no uh 24 hour internet back then well i mean my internet is only 23 hours um Right. But but I pay less for that. So, but <laughs> I think his most avant-garde moment, when not only his most avant-garde moment, but also the one that was most televised, is when he did White Christmas with Bing Crosby. Yeah, that was weird as shit. I have seen that. That's very disturbing. I agree. Yeah. Or like in Live Aid when he did that song with Mick Jagger. Like I remember that. Oh, dancing in the street. Yeah. Right. That not an impressive moment for me, um, but I remember it. And then like the the two eighties songs I mentioned, like I remember seeing those videos, but I like, I don't think that they made a whole lot of like impression on me at the time. Like it didn't make me want to hear more. No, I don't think it did for anybody. I feel like he was more popular in the eighties, but not as good. Yeah, he was like with let's dance. And right, right. Modern love is good. I like that. Right, I know that song too. So I have heard that. Okay, maybe I just know his more poppy stuff. Yeah, no, I'm sure. Um. Well, well, all right, fuck it. I guess I don't hate his '80s stuff as much as you do, John. I just don't think it's as good as this stuff. Yeah, I well, I definitely hated that period after 
like let's dance for a few years i i because not enjoy when i heard that in the 80s i didn't have any idea he did anything different i was just like mm. oh this is fun right yeah blue jean you thought you're like oh this is fun <laughs> I, I thought it was oh. terrible sorry that's only 10 <laughs> thanks for stomping on me as a toddler I guess, I guess if you consider ten a toddler, until yeah. 14, 14 and a half, then you're no longer a toddler. Oh, that brings that up a is? lot of questions. Then you're a big boy. East Coast is a toddling town, uh, and now the East Coast is a town as well. We're, yeah, we're, we're learning all kinds of stuff. We consider the entire coast one big town. See, we're both from the same town because we both grew up on the East Coast. Exactly. That's why we get along so well. We have and, similar accent sometimes. And we share a hatred of John. Right. That's, I don't think that's an East Coast thing. I think that's more that's a true. decent human being thing. Um, well, let's take a quick break before we go on to Lady Gaga and Michael's favorite part of the show. And uh, we'll be right back. We had a comrade, a brave comrade, he could talk for whole days. But then he tried to be a hero, tried talking about Shamiro to computers wearing earphones. He almost died for conversation, hallucinations, good vibrations. Van Dyke Park's Greyhound Racing, steeplechasing. And we're back. We just spent 10 minutes insulting Michael for not liking David Bowie. <laughs> I am so refreshed after that break, let me tell you. Well, wasn't it refreshing? You, you almost feel like a whole new person. Um, uh, I feel kind of like a 90-year-old uh, woman from uh, Bhutan. Is that even a place? Did I just make that up? I meant to say Bhutte. <laughs> I think they're both places. I think Bhutan came about because Bhutte and town were combined into one because everyone likes to go to Bhutte town. Right. That's true. And and really, Bhutte, even though it doesn't exist anymore, it is kind of a state of mind. Right. Somewhere in Southern, Southern California. Um, so we're going to uh, something hopefully Michael can uh, talk about. <laughs> I don't. I don't care if we can talk about. It. I just hope he liked it. it. Sounds so depressing. The last half of the show. So depressed. The last half of the show. I was worried for him. I was hoping that you guys would like really help ignite my appreciation for David Bowie, and um, maybe next time. Maybe, yeah. maybe that'll happen next time. Uh, I, I'm guessing you're probably not going to come on for another David Bowie episode, <laughs> yeah. but. You should just make me do things that I absolutely hate because I have so much to say when I hate something. I do try. <laughs> um so lady gaga art pop her latest album wait was this 2013 uh, it was or, last year so yeah, yeah 2013 so her latest and uh i did i get it from you michael i got it i got you it right have. away i remember so i probably got it from you i think so because I, I think we talked it. about it because we, we would never steal music no right i i think i gave it to you as a gift um when i bought an extra cd yeah and 
um, I gave it to you around Christmas or something, and maybe even for Christmas. And um, it's a gift, you know what I mean? But um, I have the receipt. And uh, we talked about it on uh, an episode, like, last fall, I think. We talked about, like, whether you guys liked it or not. Yeah, yeah. And um, I don't know if you had even heard it at that point so much, but um, uh, I... I don't know what you guys thought, but um, clearly I have a lot more to say about this one. But when this came out, I think everybody was like, oh, God, not another born this way. Because she really, like, she burned all of the capital that she had from the Monster um, album or Fame Monster or whatever. Uh Totally destroyed any, like, goodwill in my mind. By stealing 100% from Madonna, you mean? Well, Madonna and like the Bruce Springsteen sort of sound to it, and like, like I, I lived through the '80s. I don't need to go back there musically. Like, I'm just, I'm not interested in going back. And I feel like that whole album was sort of like a look back at that, and more importantly, an album where she was famous and she sort of was believing that too much. You know, like she started, she stopped talking about um, normal shit that was kind of mundane, but like great songs, like texting people in the club and there's a guy here or whatever and um like those are dumb songs but like they are super catchy and i love that first album for like songs like monster and telephone and the telephone video has got to be like the best video of the last 10 years maybe also the only one that i know or can think of at this moment (laughs) but i I don't know i mean i don't know about that um have you seen that one of the uh the cat chasing the penguin that's pretty good. You always have to prove me wrong, don't you? I try to. I don't okay. have to. I, I feel more like it's just fun to. Is it so, a cartoon or is it an actual real-life cat chasing a penguin? It, it's not an actual thing that exists. Um, um, although, I mean, it probably does. Sorry, go ahead, Michael. The it Lady probably Gaga. does. And it's probably better than the telephone video. But if you're going to bully me into it... Um, that video was amazing, and it has Beyonce, like what who we were just saying is like the you know the current um, queen of everything. But um, like that album had so so much so many impossibly good things going for it. You knew she was going to fuck up the next album, and she did. In my opinion, I think it's terrible. Like I bought it, but I listened to the whole thing a couple of times. Like it's like David Bowie's Low. No, thank you. Um, not into it. But the third album, which is this art pop thing, I think I was going into this thinking, oh, God, she's still full of herself. She's still going to be, you know, talking as if she's Madonna or the queen of, you know, uh, Venus or, or some bullshit. Like she talks bullshit and she, when she sings her songs and writes her lyrics from that perspective, they just sound like bullshit and you don't want to listen to them. But, like, I think that this album right. has She's a not little... a rapper who's, like, everything has to be self-aggrandizing in right. her lyrics. Yeah. But she, and she, so she toned back that somewhat. You know, like, I think that in this album, um, I actually disliked it at first, and then it grew on me, like, big time. And I'm all for it, for most of it. I don't love every song, but... Like, I, I don't really like that applause song. Like, no, that's an I... example of, bitch, stop reading your own reviews. Yeah, you believe in your own PR a bit. The, I mean, the album cover, um, she obviously uh, enjoys touching her own breasts and uh, giving, apparently when she gets pregnant, she gives birth to giant marbles. <laughs> so gotta... that cover was designed by, what, what's the artist? Uh, Van Gogh? 
Jeff Koons. Koons. Oh. Is it Koons? And I didn't know he did that. Yeah, I think that's what it said. And he just sold a, a, a statue of Popeye for like $5 million. <laughs> statue of Popeye? Well, I mean, that's probably that's probably low for a statue of Popeye. I just I made a number up, but it was really high, whatever it was. He's the one who does high. like metal balloon animals or glass balloon animals too, I think. I think so, yeah, yeah. He sued cool. someone for using a <laughs> yeah. using a balloon animal, and they're like, "Well, <laughs> no, everyone uses balloon animals. Go away." By everyone, you mean clowns and, and people yeah, at carnivals. In, in, my, in my world, everyone is a clown. Have you ever heard <laughs> that, that must, song? That must be a beautiful world to live. All in. the world's a clown. Get out! <laughs> Isn't there a new clown bar here in the city? Did I just read that, or am I, did I dream that? It sounds like something that would happen in San Francisco. I, but it also sounds like a dream, so... <laughs> I mean, I don't want to go to a clown bar. Get, don't get me wrong, but like, it sounds like... I, I swear that somebody just opened a clown-themed bar. Well, I want to walk terrifying. into the clown bar and then leave, because I, I, I didn't mean to... Pretend I didn't mean to go there, just so I can look around and then get out. You just walk in there. me. You slap them with lawsuits as soon as you see like a balloon animal. You're like, nope, nope, that's that's a, that's a coons. Here's a lawsuit. Close that place down. Fuck off, clowns. Yeah, there is a. Uh, it's called Topsy's Funhouse. Ah, uh, so it's real. It's yeah, it's it's real, and I mean, and well, it's it's like a dream uh, made real, I guess. It's, <laughs> it's partly dream. If it involves a clown, it's always a nightmare. So what's what's the point of it? Is it it's it's an actual bar for clowns to go to? I mean, there's also a, there's also a clown bar in in Los Angeles called Jumbo's Clown Room, but there's no clowns there. I looking at the pictures, I don't see any actual clowns in the bar, <laughs> except for the usual clowns who work at Google. <laughs> you got them. Zing. High five. Um, it's just like, it's got like the Harlequin, uh, diamond shape, you know, different colored, uh, walls. And I, I, it looks, it looks like someplace I would never go in a million years, but now do a search for Jumbo's clown room. Oh, Jumbo's clown room. I guess I'm the only one who has uh, the internet here. Let's, uh, Ah, I made you search for porn. (laughs) Is it porn? This is a strip club. Oh, and it's called oh Jumbo's God. Clown Room? Yeah, it's just I think Johnny Depp used to hang out there. That's why I remember the name. Because oh, it's in Hollywood. Everything about Johnny Depp I remember. I really want this to be a place where like obese clowns strip. You know, like Jumbo's Clown Room. <laughs> I, think, I think he might be out of luck. <laughs> just like I want the clown bar to be where like alcoholic clowns go. That's what I was actually thinking it was. <laughs> like Shakes the Clown. Well the, this uh Jumbo's Clown Room. I don't know. I'm just seeing the pictures that scroll by at the top, you know, but there are pictures of actual clown dolls and stuff, which is not what you want to see at a strip club, I would imagine. Unless that's where you're having your kids' fifth birthday party. That's true. Something for the men, something for the women, something for the kids. (laughs) I love that from the dance stage, you can see the vending machine. The girls must like be like dancing for these like gross guys, but like actually looking at the stuff in the vending machine to see like, if they get oh, some Butterfinger. Right. <laughs> oh, I wish these guys would buy an Altoids. <laughs> I guess they gotta be really specific if they ask somebody to give them a Butterfinger. The, get it. 
Yeah. It could be something wow. gross. <laughs> oh, I don't. I don't necessarily like where this is headed. But yeah. uh, talking about clowns and strippers and Lady Gaga doesn't actually seem uh, that off-topic. No. Not really. Not really. <laughs> She is definitely a um, uh, uh, yeah a bit of I mean she's a bit of a clown I would I think that she's like again still not regained the um, I don't know if she ever had respect but I think that people like really like keyed into her with that first album and she probably deserves a little of that back on this album because a lot of those songs are really great but. Then when she adds like random rappers to her songs, I'm like, what? 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 Those like, were those were the most problematic songs for me. So why do you think she does that? What What does that give her? Some kind of street cred, or maybe she hopes to uh, appeal to a broader audience. It just it doesn't seem like she's someone who would want street cred, and it doesn't seem like someone that that cares about broader audience. But I guess you're right. Yeah. She's, She's always done it. She's always had like somebody like backing her or doing some kind of like little piece of her song as as you know here and there as um, yeah. But it's, it seemed like a couple of these songs. Maybe it just seemed like it to me. But it seemed like she wasn't even on it at all. It was just other people. Yeah. So, well, I, you know, and I would bet that there are some of these people that like Madonna. She intends to one day have a record label, or she doesn't already. I don't even know. And um, maybe these are people that she's sort of introducing so that she can um, – like I've never heard of um, Too Short and Twista. Well, here's the thing. Too Short is old as shit. <laughs> so he's kind of a weird one to pick. Um, sure. Because his, like, his first album was, like, his, was in the 80s. So, oh. And like he's like – I didn't even know he was still around. Actually, I assume he was like played out. And not cool anymore. But uh, but then R. Kelly, uh, a known child molester. Right. A weird one for her to pick. I mean, there's been a lot of shit lately about him uh, and his the way he's abused underage girls and stuff. And I'm, uh, that's that's come to light, which is not really surprising either. Um, it's just gotten a lot more press lately, and and I was like, oh really? Why? why maybe somebody other than R. Kelly you could work with as like a Chris feminist Brown? icon. Chris Brown. <laughs> and plus, he's more current. Chris Brown. <laughs> Does Oscar Pistorius rap? That might help. I bring her image up a little bit. Oscar Madison raps, I think. <laughs> um, what does he do it to the trach? Oh, he's dead. Oh, R.I.P. <laughs> yeah. Oscar, Oscar Madison. <laughs> Does he do? Is, oh, is, oh, he is dead. You're right. Yeah. Uh, but Wait, yeah, which like, Oscar Madison are we talking about? And that, well, uh, obviously from the Odd Couple, and well, also our 12th president. Um, <laughs> I I think that uh, the the O S C A R the the Do What You Want song with R Kelly uh a little mm. bit uh, just everything about it kind of seems to me very anti-feminist not just the r kelly but like the do what you want with my body like i i can see kind of how you think it's an empowering thing but it doesn't come off that way to me maybe is is my problem with it yeah like i i feel like it's just like there's some songs that you just kind of let go through your you know one in one ear and out the other and that's kind of one of them like i like she doesn't she she's in control in so many of the 
characters she's playing in her other songs that it's weird when she does stuff like that because yeah. it's a complete reversal. Yeah, to hear her being uh yeah, no, exactly. It's it's kind of a scratch your head song. Yeah, I mean like when nobody picked I don't think any of us picked this to talk about, but like I think Gypsy is probably one of the most promising songs on um this album and um I it took me a while to get to like it, but it's actually more in the spirit of what she was doing before, you know, where she's sort of singing about things that, um, um, I don't know about like going out on the road and being a performer or whatever. And it's like more about something you can relate to rather than like, you know, um, rape me and do what you want. Uh, not that she's saying rape. Me, right. But, no, know. no, I know what you're saying, but, but it does come across as very, as close to that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm looking at the Wikipedia page for Do Do What You Want, and R. Kelly is singing on it and helped write it. And the the cover for the single is just, I guess, her butt. And the video, <laughs> the, the, that cover was, the picture was taken by Terry Richardson. And the music video for the song was also done by Terry Richardson, who's also like R. Kelly, but maybe not convicted, but has been accused of all kinds of terrible things. So, yeah, this is this is a good song altogether as far as people involved. Yeah, so pick maybe pick better people. I agree with you about Gypsy. Actually, uh, we didn't pick that song um, or the one before it, Dope, which I was going to bring up because I feel like uh, ballads are her strong point. I, that probably most people who are fans would not agree with me on that. But I think Dope is great, and Gypsy is... Uh, it starts more ballady and then gets kind of more up-tempo, but still it's not like it's not like club right it's not completely club and it's, it's more not like, like a u2 ball arena ballad kind of thing yeah. you know yeah like there's there's something that like is general enough that you can sort of like apply it or or see, see things about your own life in it but like it's also like just a beat and fun to listen to and it also sounds like it's kind of a story whereas like you know, I couldn't tell you what swine is about. I, or art pop sounds like complete nonsense to me. Well, um, and I don't want to hear that. Swine was another one where, uh, you know, she's she's basically saying you're a stupid pig or whatever. I can't I can't remember the exact line. Um, <laughs> um, but but then I, I was also it made me think like I I get that, but also if that was a man singing that to a woman, it would be terrible like that would be like a, a heavy metal butt rock type <laughs> lyric to have you know what i mean it'd be right. kind of disgusting um and yeah swine it also just isn't a great song which is the main problem with it yeah they could have left it off to be honest they could have left a couple of songs off this I, album i agree a couple of them just don't don't they're they're a little too generic um mm -hmm. and and very top 40 kind of clubish sounding which it's probably like if you're, you know, if you're on Molly in the club, a lot of these, I bet they sound really good. But listening to it for pleasure, some of them just don't work. Yeah, I think that like the the um, the one like I picked Venus as one to like actually be able to listen to and talk about. And like I think that that song is um, I don't know what's been released like as a single or what is on the radio or what's popular from this album. No idea other than applause just because it's been in commercials. But like to oh, me, has Venus, it? I haven't I've somehow. Yeah, like, applause was that. like on commercials the day it got released. Like she immediately sold the rights. 
um, for applause. <laughs> the same day, that was everywhere. And I haven't heard any of these songs everywhere the way that I heard that song everywhere. But um, I guess I, she really likes applause because if you look at the track listing, there's Walmart bonus tracks and Japanese bonus tracks, and all the bonus tracks are other versions of applause. Well, here's the. So there's five other versions of applause. These are the singles released from the album, which kind of surprised me because they're not what I would pick. But uh, applause uh, was the first single. Do what you want, the R. Kelly song. <laughs> And uh, Guy, G-U-Y. That's okay. It's all right. I know how to spell Guy. Damn it. (laughs) It must stand for something else. Um, Girls under yesteryear. Oh, girls under you. That's slightly. Girl under you. I think that's what G-U-Y does stand for. Girl under you. Oh, I thought it was grapes. Usually yuck. Well, it might be that too. Damn Lady Gaga, she's such a, a poet. Yeah, I, I mean, you could just go on forever, really, and why don't we? <laughs> uh, gorillas. <laughs> I'm a United. Oh, oh so Gorillas gonna... United. Yazbar. That Y screws everything up. <laughs> yeah, the Y is kind of a difficult one. Mm-hmm. Gorillas mm-hmm. United. Um, in yellow. Yo Mama. Oh, in yellow, <laughs> yeah. Because you don't count the in. No. Right, you do those, you right. Always had little words like that. In and two and a, yeah. Mm-hmm. But then, what does she mean when she spells sex dreams with three X's? What is she telling us about that? That it's a triple X sex dream. <laughs> Maybe like the kind you'd have if you went to Jumbo's Clown Room in Las Vegas, Nevada. The if you go to Las Vegas, Nevada for Jumbo's Clown Room, you're out of luck. Yeah, you're really drunk because it's in Hollywood. Um. <laughs> I don't think oh. it would be a triple X sex dream at Jumbo's Clown Room unless the X stands for something else. Like XXL? Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and not like excrement. Um, oh, at look. Oh, never mind. I see Cheek to Cheek. Uh, I, was, I was looking at her discography to be released in 2014. But it's with Tony Bennett, so maybe it's just a song? Or is it a whole album of... No, it says album, cheek to cheek. So she's doing a whole album with Tony Bennett. And are they doing it like with their face cheeks to cheek or their butt cheeks to cheek? I think one face cheek, one butt cheek. (laughs) I didn't know he was so flexible. (laughs) Wait, did you say Tony Bennett or Tony Braxton? Tony Bennett. Oh, okay. Mm, Tony Braxton. Nobody's going to buy an album with Tony Braxton. Oh, come on. She's a mess. I'd love to see her do an album with a uh, uh, lady. I wouldn't buy it, but I'd love to see it. <laughs> don't you guys watch that show? Come on. No, I don't have cable, so I miss all these uh, I didn't horrible, know she was horrifying show. shows. This is the only other Tony I could think of that sang. Wasn't oh there God. a Tony Tone Tone? There the was. Or, uh, uh, isn't there Tony Orlando? Yeah, and Dawn. And Dawn. So maybe it's one of those. Yeah, yeah, no, it could be. Um, uh, man. Venus. I was talking about Venus. Yeah, but that's not what, but listen, <laughs> we'll get to Venus. But my song is the first song chronologically, the one Let's, I picked. So, why don't you tell us about it? So I picked Aura, which I think is really the, probably the only one on the album that uh, that features the art in the art pop title so much um which is kind of why i liked it it's more 
it's not just uh, good time music. It's got some interesting stuff going on. I think that that a lot of them are missing. Like it's got kind of a uh, what's well, got kind of like that uh, Ennio Morricone like spaghetti western thing we were talking about that that kind of sound mixed in with some like middle eastern stuff yeah yeah it's my favorite song on the whole thing it's really fun i I love how it starts off so 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 uh stark and then everything else comes in yeah and it's really it's got really cool um just really cool touches to it and then i mean it is still poppy it gets you know it gets kind of a a driving beat going to it but it still has those um the the little weirdness to it which i really like Apparently, there was controversy about it because she mentioned a burqa. Yeah, she does mention a burqa in the lyrics. I don't know really know why that's controversial, but uh, was it? Was it? It's America. That, that that's why. Because in America, the quote I read was, "Why? Why should she? Why is she sexualizing a holy garment?" Oh, is that what it was? She was sexualizing a holy garment. I guess. I mean, she talked about a veil too. I don't see any Aladdin's people complaining. No offense, but aren't aren't burkas all about sex? I mean, they're to prevent dudes from basically uh, getting idea sexual ideas, right? Who so, are you not offending no. when you say no offense? Who are, who are you trying not to offend? Uh, to offend? Did I say no offense? Oh, I must have heard it in my head. I, I think I, maybe in my head I put no offense before you say everything. I think that's probably a good policy. But uh, yeah, I don't I don't see sexualizing a burqa well i mean look what what else are you going to sexualize when you're in a culture where where people wear burqas you gotta sexualize the burqa uh otherwise you're you're sexualizing camels which is no good for anybody that no, was racist and worse. i do that's not apologize what oh, I, th- I thought you were talking about david burqa Who, you sorry mean, are you thinking of you Jane guys are too Birkin? straight for that <laughs> david burqa is neil patrick harris's um Boyfriend? Husband? Husband. Don't act like you don't know. <laughs> oh, I know him as playing the, the guy. He plays a character on uh, How I Met Your Mother. Neil Patrick Harris is on that show, too, I guess. Oh, I never put that oh, together. Yeah. yeah. He was, uh, he's on some one of those entertainment TV shows, too, that I don't watch. Can I can I say, though, Neil Patrick Harris? Awesome dude. I, I love oh, yeah. Neil Patrick Harris. There's nothing about him that I think is bad. I think he's cool, but his husband looks wise out of his league. Were he not Wait, Neil Patrick Harris? You think? Oh, you think David Burke is much too good looking for Neil Patrick Harris? I think I kind of think so. Really? Uh, but maybe I just maybe it's because I've always had uh, Neil Patrick Harris as Doogie Howser in my head. Oh. I, I can't get over it. I don't know if if you've ever heard David Burke talk. I think that might it give brings, you brings him a down a bit. <laughs> he doesn't sound like Neil Patrick Harris is, you know, he's an okay looking guy, but what's great about him is that he's so smart and that he's so quick. And David Burka is, mm, he doesn't seem quite so smart. You know what I mean? Like a little more on the dumb side. And um, I'm sure he's a great actor because they're both from Broadway or whatever, but um I'm sure he's great, but like he doesn't strike me as being as smart or as quick on his feet as um, Neil Patrick Harris is. Well, that's surprising because I think uh, I, I mean, I thought it was just uh, a generally regarded truth that actors are the smartest people. Oh, they are on Earth in general, but maybe you know he's he's the outlier, I guess. Yeah, he might be. Maybe he didn't start off as an actor. 
Yeah, well, that like, must be it. I mean, there has to be a doctor that's number one in the class, and as actors are smarter than most doctors, uh, Doogie Hauser would be number one in the acting class, and David Burkham might be 92. So they're both super geniuses, but Neil Patrick Harris is just more super. Right. So, yeah, maybe maybe David Burkham started out as a doctor or somebody dumb like that before right. he became an actor. <laughs> a yeah. real doctor, not a TV doctor, though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. I didn't realize David Burke was so attractive. I only the, the character he's he plays in How I Met Your Mother is not is not made up to be super attractive. So I just assume that's how he looked. But I guess that's the magic of Hollywood. Well, he's an attractive guy, and they they, they were just on um, they were judges on RuPaul's Drag Race this season, and he seems like a sweet person too. Because somebody threw up off stage, and he went to help them. <laughs> he like left the set, um, or at least they made it look like he went to help them. But he seemed, they seem like genuinely sweet guys. But I think that you know, there's there's brains that might be more dominant on one side than right. the other. So th- there you go. It all balances out. Right. You Brain. might look good, but you're probably stupid. Yeah. Unless you're unless you're me and you've got the whole package. Right. Or none of that package. Not well, saying anything about nothing. <laughs> uh, well, let's listen to Aura. <laughs> What do you say, guys? Great. Here's a bit of aura. Or aura, if you're an asshole. I say A-U-R-A. If you're an even bigger asshole. Aura. I killed my former and Left her in the trunk on Highway 10 Put the knife under the hood If you find it, send it straight to Hollywood Talk about your song, Michael. <laughs> I was just trying to keep the conversation moving. I wasn't trying to, to jump in front of you. <laughs> but I think that Aura... Yeah, that Obviously, you're usually trying to jump behind me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to leave that alone. Um, uh, the uh, Aura goes right into, on my iPod, like they just blend together from Oh, you Aura. got the track listing correct on that. So Venus? Good. Well, when it's an important album... <laughs> just kidding. Um... So these two are side one, right? <laughs> uh, I don't think that that even comes into play with um, modern music, does it? 
No, I don't think so either. <laughs> but yes, this is song one and two, I believe. They are indeed. One, unless they did it backwards. But I there's I have to say up front that this song I think they they blend from Aura to Venus really well like tonally I think there's a nice um, transition, but um, I think that um, anybody who likes Venus has to qualify it by saying I am embarrassed for her that she has this line in there that's um, <laughs> good I'm glad you're gonna say it Uranus don't you know my ass is famous yes. like I every time I hear that I cringe and I think you just ruined what's a really great song you know because it has that bridge and it has build and it's like it's a it's a weird there's weird lyric like the whole like weird random words that start off the song like you know garden panty and um uh Aphrodite lady seashell bikini and stuff like that and it's it, she's sort of painting a picture without like really saying any complete sentences, right? Which, right, right. Which is cool, and it's it's like a it's a great song that really sort of builds to something, but then she just shits on it with that stupid Uranus, don't you know my ass is famous joke, and I don't know like if it wasn't if that wasn't there I would be completely unashamed of loving the song, but like I have to tell anybody that I've ever talked about the song with like everybody hates that line. It's there, yeah. It's just it's there for like mm. what a teenager who laughs at that it's so stupid. I know I was I mean I'm looking at the writing credits just to make sure like David Birkin didn't or Burka didn't write a <laughs> line on that or something but no he didn't. Although Sun Ra is credited as a writer who was a, <laughs> an, old, an old jazz dude who claimed he was from Saturn and was uh, kind of crazy. Why do you have to put it like that? He was from Saturn. I'm uh, sorry. The... An old jazz dude from Saturn. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> but he also claimed he was. I mean, I'm not. That's true. But the way you said "claimed" was as if he claimed it, but it wasn't true. But it's right. true. Yes. I mean, as far as we know. Yes. Sun Ra was from Saturn, and he got a writing credit on this, uh, which I did not recognize any Sun Ra in there. But since he recorded upwards of five trillion songs, it's probably not surprising. Oh, clearly, you, the Uranus line is his. <laughs> oh, that could. You know what? That would fit with Sun Ra, actually. Um, yeah, no, I I get you, but it's still a good song. Yeah, it, but I agree that it's very jarring when it gets to that because it's, it's very fun and poppy and not stupid at all. And then it gets there and it's like, what? And it's so cl- that line comes so close to the end that it's so painful that she waited till the end of the song to like ruin it like that. Well, maybe and- it was thematic. The end. <laughs> <laughs> so it might actually be genius. It could be. You know what else would be genius? If David Burka opened a store that sold only Burkas, and it was called David's Burkas. By David Burka. By David Burka. <laughs> it, it could be a good idea. That's all I'm saying. We automatically get 15% of any profits for that, I think. <laughs> Even though Michael thought of it, it was on our podcast, which is proprietary. Exactly. Which we own. It's like Everything just, on it. Giving away my brilliant ideas. No, we're taking them. <laughs> I think Neil Patrick Harris should open a place right next to Harris in uh, in Vegas. <laughs> Never mind. All right, and Venus. he could do hair there, like Neil Patrick Neil Patrick Harris's Harris and Harris hair salon. Yeah, it should be in Harris. Yeah, and- Harris Neil Patrick. <laughs> Harris's hairs. <laughs> and then I think he should start harassing people and get sued for it. <laughs> and harassment. Neil Patrick Harris. Right. I love it. Harass. Right. 
So Venus, Venus. Venus overall, just a, a catchy pop song. Catchy I, pop song. And I was actually surprised when I just checked the singles this, that this was not a single. I had assumed. I, I, I think I read somewhere that it was supposed to be, but they did Aura instead. They didn't do Aura, though. They, oh, like what said, did they do instead? Um, God damn huh. it. Now you're going to make me go back and find Lady Gaga discography. Sorry. The, it was weird. It was weird choices for singles, I thought. Um, it was released as the first promotional single. What's a, I oh, don't even know what the difference is. It was Applause, Do What You Want, and uh, G-U-Y were the singles. Oh, I see. So that's what it was. It was This Venus was originally intended as a second single, but... Do What You Want was so popular that they used that instead. Really? It was so popular. It's... Well, Venus is a much better song than Do What I You agree. Want or Applause. Yeah. I agree. And I think it's good in a way because like in the in the, the fame monster, like I'm glad that the song like Monster, I don't think that ever really was a single. I don't think they ever released that song as a single. So it's sort of like if you know that first album, like it's kind of one that didn't get played to death, so you don't hate it completely. Or at least I don't hate it completely. But um, it's like if Venus doesn't get played to death, I'll be okay with that. But you know, at some point they'll release it because they'll try to milk everything they can out of this album if anybody even cares about it anymore. But yeah, maybe uh, they'll uh, they, maybe they'll do a remix version and add MC Hammer and he can <laughs> come on and spout a bunch of sexist twaddle. Um, yeah, wait, did we listen to Venus yet? We have not. Yeah. Yeah. Let's. Uh, I listened to it all week. Let's play Venus for you. Here's Venus. Um, maybe you know when I do this, I'll try to find the Uranus line and and put it in right there. But, uh, but here's Venus. Rocket number nine, take off to the planet, to the planet. Venus, Aphrodite, lady, seashell bikini, garden panty. That, that line because you can just listen to the song and you record yourself and then play the song back and you're, you're recording at the same time and when you groan that's where you, you <laughs> yeah when I start dry heaving I'll know yeah. <laughs> um, the the we briefly touched on it uh, Jewels and Drugs with T.I. Too Short and Twista uh, I found that extremely annoying I, I didn't enjoy that song at all so both of the the rapper songs on here um, were not my thing yeah, yeah me, either. me either. I just ignore those kind of. 
I kind of like dope for this song, but it, the some of the lyrics were just kind of unsubtle and annoying. Yeah, it's it well, a good song though. I mean, I think you kind of expect that with these kind of uh, albums, you know. That's true. Even even like we've talked about, like U2, Bono's hardly a subtle lyric writer. You know what I mean? He's writing to. It's just like with movies nowadays, you know, they're writing for the Chinese audience. You know, they're they're making it so everybody in every language can kind of get what they're saying, I feel like. Are you saying Chinese people are stupid? Well, they're no actors. I'll, give you, I'll say that. Your pick, Pat, was... Oh, I forgot I picked this song. I picked Fashion, and I didn't pick it because I, <laughs> I especially liked it. I picked it because when I was listening to it, I kept hearing Let's Dance. And I thought that was kind of appropriate to pick that one we're doing versus David Bowie. Oh, did you? Shoot, I didn't even catch that. I mean, I don't know if it's on purpose. I don't know if you would hear it. When, but every time they did Fashion, I heard Let's Dance. So I didn't sing it like them because I didn't want to get sued. <laughs> well, they're co-writing credits on this. I mean, she's got a ton. Uh, David Guetta, who's obviously... Uh, pretty big in dance mm-hmm. type music, and also uh, Will I Am, obviously the greatest songwriter uh, since Irving Berlin. Wait, <laughs> he produced it? Did he? Did oh, he, he write wrote it? it too. His real name's William Adams, so it kind of covers that. In the yeah, get it? Will I Am? So when he says Will I Am, he just that's a funny way of saying William. No, uh, it, well, it's kind of like a. Sam, I am. I think is what he was going for more. Was do you think his first choice for his copyrighted for his name would be a damn s with exclamation point at the end? Yeah, but, a damn s. <laughs> but but he had to go with Will I am because uh, he wanted to appeal to the Dr. Seuss audience, which is huge. Oh, especially huge uh, among people who listen to Black Eyed Peas. I th- I feel like. They're a very high concept group. Yeah, Maybe you don't understand them. Their wordplay is is Oscar Wilde level. Right. I mean, they're they're the the band who made a hit out of singing the names of the days of the week. Correct. I think that was Bert and Ernie, but I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't put it past them. Geniuses, geniuses beyond uh, actors, even I would say. Black Eyed Peas. Anyway, fashion. So you picked this. Entirely because it reminded you of an old David Bowie song. Really? Yeah. Well, it's not a bad song either. I don't think it's not terrible. No, it's it's not it's not as good as Jewels and Drugs, but not not anything. Not many things can be. Maybe I'll put Jewels and Drugs on at the end so people can see why it annoys me. I refuse to put the <laughs> R. Kelly song on because I, I don't I don't want to support him. But uh, um. Yeah, it's it's a it's a decent song. I have no problem with it. I feel like it was sort of written for. Um, I mean, it's okay. It, it's not one of the ones that stands out to me personally, but I feel like it was written for like, like some sometimes people write songs that they know are going to be great that fashion designers will want to put on with their runway shows. During that, right. You know, and like I feel like a little bit like this is a very obvious attempt to do that. Um, like, um, whenever you have a song where like, it talks about, you know, how good somebody looks or, you know, they always end up using those in certain fashion shows. And this felt a little bit like she was cow towing to that sort of idea, but, um, I don't know. It's, it's not terrible. It, it's not but my doesn't favorite. She have, doesn't she have, doesn't she call herself a slave or something? Slave to, I guess a slave to fashion fits too. Never mind. Well, that's not really 
the same as calling yourself a slave, Pat. <laughs> I love that she has the pun of, um, in this song she says, uh, but this love's not material. <laughs> I was like, it's like, does she mean material like the cons- like material as in a fabric or material as in like a thing that is material? Well, I'm it's sorry. Wordplay. Right. It's a double meaning. That, there's Will I Am. There's his, his influence <laughs> right there. I, what I will say I liked about this song, uh, which is something that uh, Michael earlier said he didn't like, is that it, it definitely, to me, goes back to an 80s, kind of 80s Madonna vibe. Hmm. The sound of it. Yeah, I thought I thought some, some of the stuff here did sound 80s-ish. Yeah, I, I'm reading like uh, some some uh critic said uh he he said it was somewhere between annie lennox and david bowie Ooh, so it's appropriate that we picked these two actually i was just reading about applause so never mind (laughs) well she does use she does have the line in fashion she says there's a life on mars and i think you said there was a david bowie album life on mars on mars that's about all I got out of this one. Like, it's just not my favorite song. And maybe it's the 80s sound that doesn't, like, do it for me. So if, but, you, ha- if you had to pick a on. second song, Michael, from the album to talk about, would, what would it have been? It would have been uh, Gypsy. Gypsy, yeah. Which, I, I, I'm down with that, for sure. That's a great... That might be the best song on the album, maybe. But um, it, it's, one of, it's the last one that I've, I got into. Like, I was into the others, like Aura and... Um, venus way before i even listened as far as gypsy and then gypsy took a long time to grow on me but um it's a great song yeah actually i'll put that one at the end why put an annoying one on uh we'll throw we'll throw gypsy on at the end for people to listen to wait have we played fashion yet pat no oh well (laughs) all right i suppose we will Closing thoughts on on art pop? Anybody? It was better than I expected it to be. I enjoyed it for the most part. Yeah, I would say if you're gonna get rappers for your next album, get get some good ones. Maybe 
Like maybe some ladies. And some exactly. How about some ladies? Salt and pepper's not they're not busy. <laughs> and they never will be again. <laughs> Queen Latifah is busy because she's got her own show. Yeah. And then now we've just named every female rapper that ever existed, so um I feel like she had, didn't Gaga at some point, um, and I, I only know this because I follow Cher on Instagram, um, that she did a song with Cher that I don't think they've ever released. Oh, and really, that's yeah. weird, and yet they released uh, the R. Kelly duet. Right, like when is the Cher, like I was just thinking about that, it's the first time I've thought about it in a while, so I have no idea. Maybe there was a whole thing about it, not sure. But they did some song that... I'm just thinking, like, this song, this album didn't have it, and Cher's new album that came out in September didn't have it, because um, I have that too. And um, I guess maybe that song is really terrible, and they're never going to release it. What I find interesting is that you started that story as if you're ashamed that you knew the fact, but you freely admit that you follow Cher on Instagram. Well, sure. I have to, like, I have to make it sound, like, palatable so that you'll like go along with the story but the truth is of course i follow everything that Cher does and says and she can do no wrong so don't say anything bad about her does she does she like instagram her uh like all her plastic surgeries that she has is like <laughs> does she do before and afters and like blood I bandages was, and... i have to say i always supported sunny bono in that situation <laughs> you know i um i don't wait think... in what situation in the <laughs> in the <laughs> In the plastic surgery? Plastic. He got he got the ultimate plastic surgery in the end, didn't he? A tree surgeon. From a tree surgeon. Yeah. He... Cher might listen to this. You've got to be careful what listen, you say. It's not our fault that he can't figure out how to turn. It's like skiing 101. Um, R.I.P. Sonny Bono. Too soon. True. But I think it's interesting how Chaz Bono, when she, when he was a woman, for his transition, he really looked like Sonny as a woman. And I've seen him in recent, more recently, he's been, again, he's part of RuPaul's Drag Race, believe it or not. He's a judge every season. But he looks so much more like Sonny as a man. Like, he's turning into Sonny in a way. It's kind of weird. That's like, unfortunate. That, that, he is definitely somebody who was always meant to be a male gender person like he, oh yeah yeah you can tell and that's just an aside ironically sunny bono meant to be a female <laughs> no with one that with hair. that mustache was ever meant to be anything but sunny <laughs> bono that's true and you know what i have to give him props over bono for pronouncing his name bono so you can make the boner jokes <laughs> where bono is just like no i won't have that wait let me do my bono impression again i won't have it <laughs> all right um, have you guys watched, speaking of Sonny and Cher, the Sonny and Cher show, as we have been for a half hour, did you guys watch the Maya Rudolph show? No, I did. I didn't see it. Was any, I, I, it's so I weird that they're it. doing these kind of variety shows now, but d did you see it, Michael? I, I did, and I, I taped it. I didn't watch it live, but I watched it the other day, and um, I would say that it was better than you would think. I'm going to watch something it. Like that would be like, there's unfortunately there's a few too many like musical numbers, but um, like uh, Sean Hayes and um, uh, oh, Andy our Samberg. favorite Pat. 
humorless, like in real life, completely unfunny Sean Hayes, um, and uh, Andy Samberg, and so Chris his real Parnell. life personality is exactly like his television personality. He seems like somebody who like is totally ungrateful for the fact that like he probably made millions of dollars in the '90s, and people know him the world over and love the character that he created, or at least I I love. Jack, I think it's a great character. But like Sean Hayes seems like such a sourpuss. Yeah. No sense of humor about it at all. He mu- yeah, he must not be a Scientologist because those people are all happy as clams. Yeah, plus they don't they don't do the gay thing in Scientology. Oh, they that's try to true. change you. I mean I don't know. They, Tom Cruise seems Tom to be pretty Cruise good at does it. the gay thing, but not you know. <laughs> true. Uh, as does Travolta, but um Yeah. That's true. So sorry. As Sean, does Beck. Sean Hayes Sean Hayes, um, a couple other Saturday Night Live guys. Fred Armisen is in it. Um, I want to watch Sandberg. it just because I love Maya Rudolph. Yeah, she's, she's good. It's it's fun to watch. It's easier to enjoy than an episode of Saturday Night Live. I'll say that. Is it a one-off or are they doing it every week? Well, she's getting a show in the fall on Fox, I think. But it's oh. like a a half-hour comedy. I don't think it's a variety show. This just seemed like a complete one-off. It's like a summer thing or something, maybe, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, Rosie O'Donnell did one once. Um, it seemed like that. I hope to God... They oh, so she's never... got... I mean, it's got a hallowed tradition behind it. Right. <laughs> you know how they keep trying to reignite that very fresh format of variety show. Um, but I don't think that Neil she's... Neil Patrick Harris says he wants to do one. If you If you really think he's smart, you might want to rethink things. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I think that he actually could pull it off. He's, he's he would totally pull it off if he did a sharp one. It could be funny, but if it's like, you know, a clown dancing in the background while somebody sings "Bring in the Clowns," like I'm not into that. That's, that's, <laughs> that's what they were like in the '70s, and that's what yeah, I it's, remember. It's exactly what they were like. Yeah. <laughs> well, was Carol Burnett show was that a variety show? I wouldn't that's call I that think. variety. I would call it sketch. Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't think I ever watched a variety show except the Gong Show. No, this that's not that's a game show. No, these uh, <laughs> dude go on YouTube, watch some... I've never I have watched a variety show, let's make a deal. Yes. <laughs> yes. That now you've got it. Because they dance like chickens and there's a clown in the background. I don't remember the singing though. I'll tell you go on YouTube and watch like some Donnie and Marie or something. It's uh yeah. it's it, it'll scar you a little bit, but uh you need to see what's going on. Or Dolly Parton had an amazing variety show in the eighties for, for like one two season. weeks, yeah. Uh, and it was it was painful sometimes, but it was absolutely like everything a gay kid in the eighties would want to watch on TV. <laughs> I know it started off as a political panel talk show, but I think Sunny and Star was uh, turned into kind of a variety show, right? <laughs> a little bit near the end. Okay. Yeah, the, I totally. mean, they never really uh, gave up on hounding Nixon, but you know, they they tried to tone it down a bit for the non PBS audience. Sure's a tough reporter. She doesn't give up on a story. She sinks her teeth in. Well, you know, um, she's uh, she is part Cherokee, <laughs> but I hear she's a half breed. Oh, oh, that term's not cool anymore. I wonder if she still sings that in concert. Um, you know, she does. I saw her in Las Vegas. Um, she call it mixed race now. When <laughs> she sings all those songs that you'd think, oh God, is that a good term to use? Like she does sing half breed. She sang um, gypsies, gypsies, tramps, and thieves. And I think the gypsy is Gypsy's kind of a weird cool, word. Yeah, 
But then there's all these shows about gypsies, so I, and, I don't know. Yeah, and then she kind of just stops the show for a minute and starts going, we mo way, we mo way. Well, Lady Gaga has a song called Gypsy. I don't know if you guys heard it. You're right. Oh, my God. It's true. So does Stevie Nicks. I, so well, maybe, maybe it's all right if you're a oh, uh, diva. That must be it. Yeah. Divas are allowed to. Divas who are hard hitting reporters seem to be allowed to do anything they want to do. Well, yeah, yeah, true, true. Um, all right, let's get to uh, recommendations. <laughs> we've, been, we've been on the phone. I mean, maybe not doing the podcast. But I know. We have been doing this for Sorry. two hours. <laughs> um, you're right. So you got a recommendation, Michael? Why don't you guys go first? Because I'm thinking of mine. I have a whole bunch. I just want to pick one. Okay. Uh, I will, all right, I'll go. Um, so I'm reading this book, Days of Destruction, Days of Revolt, by Chris Hedges and uh, Joe Sacco. Does he does like art? Like it's a mm-hmm. it's an actual book, but he does like kind of a graphic novel style art throughout it. Mm-hmm. Um, just you know, not every page, but uh, it's basically about how uh, capitalism has failed us, and so it it talks about how it's fucked people so there's like the first chapter was on the pine ridge uh native american reservation in south dakota and the second chapter is on camden new jersey and how it's just fallen to shit so it's a thoroughly depressing book i would say Um, (laughs) that's that must be fiction because camden is beautiful there's an aquarium there oh you are you are like right next to camden aren't you it's yeah it's it's not so good yeah um and (laughs) and uh yeah so it's it's basically i mean it's about it's about poverty and and how uh, untrammeled capitalism does and and the free market does not help the people uh, the people on the ground so to speak and uh, and it gives lots of examples and it makes you mad and uh, kind of depressed but I still recommend it and the art is pretty cool cool yeah Pat I will continue your theme of political uh, theory comic books and recommend the X-Men movie. Which one? The n- most latest one that came out. Have uh, you seen it? Yeah, it was very fun. Uh, did a good job of, of changing, but in a way that works for a movie, the story from the comic book, Days of Future Past. And um, and it, uh, yeah, very good. Singer came back, even though it sounds like he's a scumbag, he's a good director. So I Wait, Why is he a scumbag? I don't know anything about him. Oh, I don't know if it's true. He got sued by somebody who said he took advantage of him when he was 16. And well, come there's, on. 16, you're old enough. Well, there's allegations of like a um, like a uh, white gay porn – or not porn <laughs> – um, gay sex ring where like all these white uh, movie industry people – white. I just meant gay. Um, <laughs> Same uh, thing, really. Right. You know, people in power. It is all white guys in power who, um, like, uh, who allegedly like um, brought you know boys to these parties and were told like if you want to work you better you know play ball, so to speak in a in a sexual way, and um, I don't know if any of that's way true. To mean play ball? <laughs> well, the original guy has already been proved to be a liar. Oh, I didn't uh, know that. Yeah, um, like he said that he. Singer, maybe you're okay. Exactly. Without getting into it, Google it because it seems like it might have some validity, but it seems like the guy, the first guy that brought a lawsuit, there are now more than one. The first guy who brought a lawsuit um, 
was kind of easily discredited because he claimed things happened on certain dates and then it was proven that there's no way it could have happened. Right. Right. He wasn't in Hawaii on that day. He was in Canada. So there's no way that that could be true. And, um, the very easily laughed off, but then there've been others ever since. Um, and this, there's other stuff that came up uh, around it that he, uh, maybe singer wasn't the, the main guy, but that group did bad things. It seemed like, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's all bullshit, but it seemed the stories, the articles I read made it sound pretty legitimate, but I had, I hadn't read the one that discredited that guy, but there, I had read ones that other people came out and there was all this anonymous stuff too, but I guess you can't believe anonymous stuff. Yeah, you, you never know. Something's going on there, but I don't know what. But I, I want to see that movie anyway. So. Anyway, the yes, the movie's very good. Uh, it, we had done an episode where we talked about the that, that the comic series book. In, yeah. Uh, yeah. in the comic book, and I thought they did a, a good job of staying loyal to the story, but changing it to work in a, in a, in a movie that will be popular. So, yeah, go see it. Good. Recommend it. All right. Well, did uh, I mean, did, mm-hmm. did Colossus eat uh, uh, Carl's Jr. burger in it? Because... That's what basically what I was looking for. Oh, no, he ate peyote. Peyote? Just peyote. No, just peyote. peyote. <laughs> Wait, that isn't that how Canadians uh, at casinos what what they say? Time to peyote. <laughs> well, Colossus uh, is a character is from Canada, so I guess that all comes together. That's true. I should have known from the Tovarish uh, that he was from Canada. Uh, you guys uh, are in deep nerd territory. <laughs> what else yeah, is new? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, deep nerd territory. I'm sure all the nerds listening agree with everything we're saying. <laughs> uh, what do you got, Michael? All right, I'm going to do three, and I'm not going to elaborate. God, so it. it won't take forever, I swear. Um, number one, listen to a podcast that I love called um, What's the T with um, RuPaul and Michelle Visage. They do it every two weeks. What's the letter T or free. what's the it's, drink T? It's T-E-E, which is even dumber. Oh, the, oh the so golf, golf thing. Okay. Yeah, like, what's I can't the imagine RuPaul playing golf. I know, Those but heels, and they never, never talk about golf. But I'm like, come on, I need some strategy. I need some tips. But it's great. It's so fun to listen to them because they dish on a lot of shit that like you would not expect them to. It's so good. So listen to that. Number two, um, I know it's been around for a while, but I've been really obsessed with those gypsy wedding shows. Gotta watch those. I need somebody to talk to, somebody else who's seen them. Um, because I feel like I'm the only one in the world who knows what I'm talking about. But they're on TLC. They involve really trashy mostly ugly people with weird names and they're you know um different tribes of gypsies in the united states and they just follow these trashy people and their lifestyles and it is fascinating but also you can only take so much but um you guys should watch that for sure if you can Sounds find it. Sounds like a future podcast. And the last one I would um, recommend, since who knows when I'll be back, um is I got hooked on a series on Hulu called um I think it's called A Moody Christmas, and it is um, M-O-O-D-Y, Moody uh, Christmas, and it's a it's an Australian show that is only six episodes, and it takes place, it's six half hours, and it takes place over six years, where the same family keeps coming together every Christmas, and things that happen in the first episode, it's a comedy, but things that happen in the first episode play out over the next six years, and like like, it's totally hilarious it takes a while for you to sort of get into it but 
Um, totally worth looking for on Hulu. There's going to be a second series coming out in June. Moody but Christmas? Moody Christmas. And, and it's something that you might so like or dislike, but it sounds like it's being put on Fox. Yes, there's an American a Fox version. version. I don't know how they would ever do this. Because the concept is like that it happens once a year. Like they, the story just moves along once every year. And when you check in with them, the second episode, a year's gone by and all the shit's changed. And then two years later, things come back and you're like, oh, that's what happened after the first episode that they never covered again. Because like somebody went to jail and now he's getting out of jail. And there's long jokes like they put up Christmas decorations in the first episode that are still there in the same place, but faded and ready to come down <laughs> six years later. So well, Fox probably figures ex- that's exactly like 24. <laughs> and with Fox, you probably not even get to the sixth episode. <laughs> Cancel everything. So, But definitely worth a look if you, if you look for it. It's pretty good. All right. Well, Pat, uh, I don't think we know what we're doing for our next episode quite yet. No. Oh, yeah, we do. We're oh, doing, uh, oh, right. Fargo versus MASH. Yeah, the TV MASH shows. versus MASH versus Fargo versus Fargo. So good. I love Fargo. That's going to be a great episode. Eh. I MASH. Mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that You yeah, don't get your hopes up. Oh, really? You don't like it? No. no I'm about, about to be our a great episode. episode. Oh. Oh. <laughs> um, and we are also uh, going to start our REM uh, album by album thing soon so uh listen to that or don't what the fuck do i care i've been on the phone for like two and a half hours now <laughs> um like us on facebook rate us highly on itunes write to us at popculturecontinuum at gmail.com and say nice things and ask to be on the show or insult michael morris or if if you are involved in our pop or low write to us about that and uh tell your friends to listen and also if anybody knows adam scott or a way to get in touch with him uh I want to have Adam Scott on our show. Well, that's that should be easy enough. Yeah, I would think so. Uh, so let's let's make it happen, people. Adam if, Scott. Well, after that, can we have Obama? Because oh, he should be a little easier. Uh, but you know, Obama, it's just going to be you know, uh, gosh, a lot of a lot of talk about. Um, well, not to not to insult you, Michael, but gypsy wedding. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how. Great oh wait, he'd are be. you are you talking about the president? Yeah. Yeah. I was talking about his his brother. Oh, 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 Obama. Billy, Billy Obama. Billy Obama, right, mm, right. He's the black sheep of the family. He's got his own line of forty ounce beers. It's really <laughs> sad. But he's white. <laughs> well, his, you know, Obama is uh, a half breed, as Cher would say. So <laughs> it, it makes sense. Um, all right, look, I, I, I'm, I'm just going to say even more stupid shit if we keep going so i'm going to say <laughs> goodbye everybody goodbye bye sometimes the story has no end sometimes i think that we could just be friends because i'm a wandering man he said to me and what about our future plans does it seem we have even make sense when I got the whole world in front of me So I said I don't want to be alone forever But I can be tonight I don't want to be alone forever But I love Gypsy Life I don't want to be alone forever 